everyone, welcome to a new episode for Visual Novel Omnium, the prequel. If you came from Patreon, welcome. If you came from anywhere else, welcome as well. Be sure to check your Patreon page after the episode or during it. Hi everyone, how everyone is doing? Thank you for listening to our podcast and let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Today I'm here. Malavos and Gukatatao is here as well. Say hi, Katata. Hi, everyone. And today we're going to talk about the engine that we are making our visual novel that's named Hempai. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. And today I'm going to be talking to you, with you guys a topic that you all been waiting for, that a lot of people have been asking for in Reddit, in, you know, personal messages, which is the lore. What? the fuck the game is about and today you are going to learn about it you are going to learn a bit about uh, our previous projects and why we are calling this game a prequel for a game that doesn't even exist yet yeah so, there's a lot of nice stuff here but before we get started i just want to explain that you might see that this episode is not as long as the previous episode because we are trying to make some some changes, you know. A length episode is uh, very time consuming to edit. Yeah. So we want to make something a little bit shorter, a little bit more compressed and try. You know, we are going to try to make things a little bit more frequent, right? Yeah, so, we are we are experimenting. Yeah, we are experimenting. And of course, after both of those, uh, the first episode went online. You can, if you didn't hear about it, you can definitely check out our anchor page or on Spotify or any other, you know, mainstream uh, podcast platform that you use. You can listen to a first episode where we talk about Ruiner. But after this episode, we are going to have a post on our Patreon page and we are going to announce it on Reddit and or other social media, Instagram and so on about feedback, whether you want a shorter episode or whether you want a longer episode. So, uh, and of course, uh, it's going to be a post where you can express anything you want about the podcast or yeah. whatever feedback you may have. It's going to be there. All right? Right, right. So, let's talk about Rampai. I'm going to start saying that when we choose to use Rampai, I never heard of it. And doing some research for this podcast, I discovered that Rampai was created by a guy named Tom Rotamel. I think that is how it's pronounced. But awesome it's guy, also, by the way. Yeah, it's also known as Python without the H. And Rampai was created in August 2004. And what I was researching, the, the name of the engine, I think that is a pretty different name. It's a very interesting name, right? It, yeah, yeah. It does sound it's, a lot it's, like hentai, but it's not hentai, folks. For your girls yeah, out there, it, it's not hentai. <laughs> of course, of course. And it's the complete opposite of the hentai. It's the junction of two words. The word renai in Japanese. I think I pronounced that correct. I heard on the Google, Google Translate, Translate. So I hope that is correct. <laughs> Nice. And the translation for the word is love or romantic love. The other word, obviously, is Python. That is the foundation language of the engine. So they take the Ren and the Pi and it born Rampai. And that, while, awesome. while, 
Yeah. And while I was researching about the history, it got me thinking, why the word Renai? And I found out on, a, on one interview that Tom gave in 2019 that he explained that in Japan, where the great majority of the early visual novels born, because in Japan is is very popular, the visual novel style games, right? Yeah, I think it's the most popular country ever in the genre, so yeah, number one. And in Japan, they tend to focus on relationships between the characters on the game, between the main character and the other characters on the game. So most of the games are relationship kind, romantic kind, you know? And he also said, you know, it's fair to say that a great portion of the games, the, the visual novels that has on the internet has a public that needs to be 18 plus to play the game, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a major audience. I mean, yeah, uh, th there is a point. I I'm not going to interrupt you uh, much, but there is a point to be made here uh, that I, I think is interesting to say. That a lot of people see visual novels and sometimes they think it's a game, especially here in the Occident, right? Uh, yeah, so far away from Japan. But a lot of people think that these are children's games. You know. But oh, no. uh, a, a lot of visual novels, uh, beyond having you know major content, uh, you know some uh, some form of animated pornography, but yeah. uh, they deal a lot with a lot of very serious topics. Sometimes they show animated violence as well. So it's it's a very major you know audience, right? Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, it's not the focus of our game. Our game is gonna be, uh, how can I put that? It's gonna be, it's not gonna be for kids, but it's not gonna be f about pornography. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to speak about that later on. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And backing on the interview, Tom said that even the book of the visual novels have some plus 18 content. That's not the case when he started to make it the engine. And another interesting thing that I that Tom said on the interview is about what motivated him to make Rampai. He said, I quote, I decided to make Rampai after seeing some of the early original English language visual novels out there. After playing a few games that existed back then, I wanted there to be more of them. So I went about seeing what I could do to help make that happen. So as you can see on that, on that sentence, Tom is a passionate guy about Rampai and about the visual novel kind of game. So he wants to, how can I say, he wants to give back to the community with the engine. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Uh, just by entering his Discord, uh, Rampai has an official Discord, I remember that. Yeah. And you can clearly see that he's so passionate about the project, how much he invests on the GitHub of it, on the code side of things. We are constantly adding features to the, to the engine and it's, it's so great because uh, we are working with a set of tools for this game that are so made specifically for this and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and if you guys still are not convinced about Rampai, I have some data for you. So let's begin with the Rampai itself. It has over 
1500 games officially made with Rampai. The GitHub had almost 11,000 commits since 2004, and if you think that it's that it's not enough, you think that is the community cannot help you. Let's talk about support. The two main sources of support of Rampai are the Discord server that has about 12,000 members and Tom himself is pretty active on server. I once had a doubt on something that we are making on the game and I posted on the, the Discord and Tom himself answered me. I It's kind of like being feeling like starstruck, right? You yeah, like yeah. A, a Hollywood actor descending upon us. Yeah, yeah. When I see that he answered my question, I kind of fangirling. Even I didn't know him much, only know that he was the creator of Hempai. I kind of fangirling about him because I saw that he's active on the community. And the other official source of support that Rampai has is the forum. The Lemma... What's the name? Let me see Lemma here. Soft. Lemma Soft. Yes, yes, that's right. Lemma Soft Forum. That has over 500,000 posts scattered over 55,000 topics and has over 42,000 member registers. So that's a big community. That's, yeah, that, that's a lot to of help. people, yeah. So, as you can see, the data on the game is huge. Big numbers, big support the, the community can, can make. And, I mean, that's awesome. You can see that the community is here to help you. And the creator of the Hempai itself is here to help. But changing a little bit of subject, now Malava is going to talk about the big topic of this podcast. Talk about the lore of our game. Yeah, it's kind of a huge topic here. But before we get into it, I just want to add how much we discuss about Rampai, but how much this integrates with our narrative programming, which is actually yeah. a big thing that Rampai has that allows you to deliver that level of lore level, detail level of, you know, storytelling, narrative uh, technology that you need for your game. Let's start with what made us think about the Omni Universe as a whole. Back when yeah. we were at university, uh, we had this idea for a game over there. We used to call it Vendetta which means vengeance, I think in Latin or Italian, I don't remember right now, but... I think uh, it's Italian. Yeah, something like that. But it, it was a really cool project that we were developing in UDK. Uh, one of the most uh, things that I regret was not having backups of it because it was really fun project but anyway but yeah. it, it inspired us to you know make something cyberpunk make something uh, with some elements of some very classic very speed focus uh, FPS games of our time like we play a lot of Unreal Tournament and for those over there that play Unreal Tournament know that it's all about speed right? oh, you gotta keep yeah, moving good you times, gotta, good yeah. times 
yeah and when you play some more modern fps's most of the times you feel like you're you know uh you are old man playing with baby stroller because everything's so slow nowadays so uh we had this vision for this project in this universe that came from that small university project but we create a whole new world for that and yeah the, the visual novel we are developing is a prequel to that world right yeah so uh in the novel you're going to play as a protagonist that we sometimes call him Joser. it's an egyptian name the character is going to have an egyptian background and it's the story of how you can live in this very massive very intricate world right cyberpunk uh, yeah. a lot of people already know about cyberpunk already know what it's about which is the high-tech low-life kind of style kind of life right yeah. and joseph or player character he has a lot of ambitions right and there are a lot of companies in this world that you know dominates technology dominates the kind of section of life we have for instance a company called amateur enterprises which deals with automatronics every kind of weapon you can imagine digital warfare and things like that and they kind of like own a part of korea right which is where yeah. the game will take place it's taking place in an area of the korea which we're calling songidu 2 right which is a huge technological hub right technological focus yeah. area and amateur enterprises is encroaching that position and the company is so huge that it's you know becoming a government the company is becoming the government for the, the, that world region of Korea. But yeah, there it, are... it, it has more power than the government itself. Yeah, yeah. So, and the player is, is in the middle of this, but there's are other companies over there too. There are. There's a company, for instance, called Close to You, which is a company that deals with social media, right? So, if yeah. you imagine Facebook today, Twitter, over all of those things, imagine that they all became a single company and that's close to you, right? It's a media company. So everything related to social media, they are on it. And we all know that it's, uh, you know, a huge market over there, right? Uh, a huge market, you know, worth of billions and billions of dollars today. Imagine what's going to be valid, you know, some years from now on, especially with a single entity focused on everything related to social media and media itself. These two corporations are a perfect example of how, you know, Joseph is in the middle of this great conflict, right? Because Sangdu is a very rich area and all corporations want a piece of that, want a piece of that market. So Joseph works as a bartender in a place called Dapper's, which is owned by a character named Dapper. <laughs> so he can just have this dream, you know, to uh, make his huge project that he has on neuroscience uh, technology. He has this huge idea on how to integrate humans and machines to work with visual and simulated neural interfaces. So uh, a human could, you know, connect to a machine and they could work together as a one being and this could be used to generate more, extrapolate information from data, 
you know, and this, he has this huge idea. He went to university and he got a prize for that project, but there were some ethical constraints to it, right? Because uh, there, we are going to talk a lot in the game about it, but there's a lot of ethical implications to what makes a human human. And if a machine connects with a human and it can now think, is it still a machine? What parts of it it's human? What parts of it is it not, right? What's yeah. going to happen when companies can profit from that? What happens when amateur enterprises can develop and power to, you know, uh, automated police, for instance, automate riot units that can think like a human, right? So yeah. there were a lot of ethical questions, but Jose, as a character, he has his motivation to make this project happen. You know, it's a, a dream of his. But as a lot of teenagers and people, uh, I think a lot of in the United States, uh, passing through that, they went to university and they finished the university and they have a lot of debt because, you know, they had to pay for that course. They, they had to pay maybe to move to uh, closer to the university to pay for living expenses while they, they make the course in university. So Joseph also has his own debts, right? So he's working at that as to, to be able to pay for those. The game is going to focus a lot on how you are going to react to the, those changes that are happening to the world and how are you going to decide whether you want to, you know, Try to make a name for yourself, or are you going to just, you know, live each day, day by yourself, you know, or you've got, are going to seize the opportunities perhaps with one of the main companies, or perhaps with the government, or perhaps with the rebels. Because we have two groups of rebels here in Omnium. We have those who believe that corporations should be heavily regulated by a, a government entity, and there are those who just want to be kind of more like a, a neutral instance where they believe corporations should have some, you know, power, but be also controlled by the people and the state, right? So there yeah. should be corporations, but they should be regulated. So there are two rebel groups as well, and the player interact with all those groups by the figures of mentors, right? So we yeah. have these key characters in the narrative that they are going to direct you over different parts in the game. We have, for instance, Dapper, which of course owns the bar. He's going to talk a lot with the player. On the first day of the game, you're going to start right at the bar. You're going to be able to talk to him. You're going to be able to understand his motivations and he's going to be able to you know, guide you through a path of the game or while teaching you stuff about life, while teaching you how to stay alive and not getting in the way of those huge corporate wars and masses that they make yeah. know, inside the and, city. And you can choose to do that. You're not going to be stuck to a path that or you follow the rebels or you follow the corporations. If you want to make your life on the bar, you can do that on our game too. Yeah, you can be kind of like a, a spectator, right? Yeah. You you are seeing the history unfold, but you are seeing it in no one's side, right? So you're yeah. not in a corporation side, you're not in, in, a, in a rebel side, you're not in a specific group of people side, you just want to live your life. And that's a very important path for us because as a lot of other people say about cyberpunk, you know, Mike Pondsmith, the creator of Cyberpunk, the franchise, you know, uh, 
the ones from Cyberpunk 2077, and of course it's one of the biggest ones. He says a lot about how Cyberpunk is about saving yourself. So, if you are that kind of person that does not want to you know, face risks because they, the lore of the game is going to have a lot of risks, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about don't be a hero and we take this so very fucking serious. Yeah. You can try to be a hero, sure, but there's always consequences for that. You may try to save someone, then that's alright. Perhaps you can even save that person, but there are going to be consequences right yeah. you may lose a limb trying to save someone you may lose your life we have this branch of the story in the game uh, surrounding a certain important character i'm not going to spoil it over you guys but you can make a certain choice uh, not related to that character specifically but that will influence the group that character belongs on and the character will just move on you know he's going to change over over the city or he might die so I know a lot of games do make a point of, you know, hey, you choose this wrong. So here's a cutscene of that character dying horribly because <laughs> you choose wrong. No, it's, it's, not, it's not like that, you know, uh, it's, it's life, right? So people sometimes move on, people do die, and there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. But it's all about choices, right? And we saw it, not, not this on the game, you know, it's a great game, but on Cyberpunk 2077, we saw that a lot of people wanted to make more choices regarding, you know, their life on, on a Cyberpunk universe. And I feel that we are going to provide that. Of course, we are not on the scale of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing close to that. We're not even on the scale of Deus Ex. We're not even close to that, but, I feel like we are making a very close experience to the heart where while you play as Joser, you know, you are going to feel the universe. You are going to feel like your decisions yeah. are very important decisions. You are literally deciding the course of your life. So if you make a wrong decision, you can totally uh, break your motivation because the player begins with a motivation. He has this huge neuroscience project that he has, right? Yeah. But as long as the game progresses, that can change, right? People change. So the player can now, you know, uh, I got an offer for working with amateur and they want to make my project, but apply it to military science. Uh, I now have a project to create a huge weapon of uh, I'm not saying that it, it it's sad, okay? I just give just you an, an example. example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now my motivation is that I, I want to make a killing machine. So that's a player motivation, and you might make a, a future decision that can break this, that can, you know, break your own future, right? And and that's very important. That's what a cyberpunk is all about. Cyberpunk is not about saving humanity. It's about saving yourself. So we take this so very serious. You can expect a lot of branching decisions. For now, we are seeing five main paths to the game, right? With yeah. a lot of corporate ones, uh, some rebel ones, and of course you can expect the independent one. And those paths have so many variations in them. So you can die early, of course, you can, you know, reach a point where, you know, your history ended there and so on, 
and it's going to show over you some a lot of you know very special characters that we have for the yeah. universe we right. want we want to do something like fallout new vegas where you can choose the ncr or mr house or yes man or the legion yeah you, if you're crazy yeah you can definitely go with legion so yeah. uh, <laughs> just kidding just kidding that you know that tells caesar i, I said now <laughs> but <laughs> anyway so uh we're really working together to you know we interview a person who work a lot as a bartender you know to get the feel right you know because there's going to be a lot of mini games in the game right so there's a mini game for instance that Gukatatao is developing right now yeah where you manage the bar tables uh, that is is a bar slash restaurant it's a bar at night restaurant by morning and afternoon and so on so you're going to have a mini game in the game where you can kind of manage those tables and by doing good in that mini game perhaps or by doing extra bad in that mini game you can unlock additional conversations that can perhaps unlock different paths you know and or no more information yeah <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of you know those small details where the player that goes the extra mile is going to unlock special details about how the universe works details are like about song do too about what happened to america what happened to russia china what happened to other countries what companies are fighting against what what companies uh, end game are you know there's a lot of stuff that if the player digs around he's going to find it right yeah so uh, you are in the middle of this expanding uh, cyberpunk universe where not only do we have the classic uh, corporate warfare but we also have those class fights you know uh, people in the upper class you know the richer people do try to stay in the upper class you know they, they try to keep at that so we have this uh, topic as well we have a lot of topics about what it means to be a human so much philosophical topics if you like Diogenes, you're going to love about it, but you can expect this very different cyberpunk adventure focused so very much on you, you know, to give you some very unique experiences, you know, really yeah. let you immerse yourself in this universe. Yeah, we are trying to do our best. Yeah, and it, it's going to be your first shot at this Yomino universe. It's not a first project, but it's a first you know omnium franchise game so yeah but you can expect something that will really intrigue you we hope for that all right guys this was just you know uh introduction of course because uh you know i would spend you know an hour speaking about the lore of the game katata would spend you know easily our hour talking about how we develop things how we uh are implementing things we just want to introduce you you know give you a small introduction on what's to come so you can expect a next week our podcast is probably going to be about unreal engine and a little bit about the lore more we are using for those who don't know we use unreal engine for the backgrounds of the visual novel so when you see a scene and you see that 3D background uh, over there, it's Unreal Engine. We move over to Unreal Engine 5. So you can expect some really nice stuff 
the next podcast some really cool stuff as well because yeah we are bringing 2d and 3d together so i hope it's that topic <laughs> that can change of course but we'll see but that's it for today folks i hope you enjoyed this podcast it's a little bit shorter right so i hope you like this new format i i myself i'm personally you know loving this format because it allows us to give you guys more quickly updates right and yeah more content over the podcast but don't forget if you got a feedback anything go over to our patreon leave a comment there on the post because we always share podcast episode with a specific post for it and it's an open post everyone can see it everyone can comment on it so feel free to give us any feedback you might have okay no matter how small you think it is no matter if you think it's a bad feedback You know, oh, they're going to feel bad about this. I'm going to, you know, to screw all of us over. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think like that, you know. Uh, every feedback is welcome. Yeah, every feedback is welcome. Even if you have to say just that you love chocolate. Yeah. You know, because I love it too. You know, it's a, it's a very valid feedback, right? The best feedback. <laughs> yeah. So thanks everyone. Thanks again, Tom. You know, you made the such a terrific engine and we are very happy to be able to use it. It's yeah. so awesome. Thanks, Yayo, again for the intro and outro music. Yeah, you rock, man. And don't forget, don't be a hero. Yeah, don't be a hero or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That depends, of course. But thank you, guys. See you around. See ya. Bye.